Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. Greetings and thanks for joining us for GNAC Insider here. As we've turned the corner, we've been talking about spring sports a little while, and now we're actually in spring, so that's a nice thing. And we're going to be talking about spring, store, spring sports tonight. We have as our guests Desi Story, Central Washington baseball head coach, and they had a big doubleheader uh, victory um, over the weekend. Carl Larum, Seattle Pacific track and field cross-country head coach, and Kelly Dimenu, Western Oregon softball player, and they've been red hot. And we've got a lot of sports to talk with you about tonight. And the guy who helps make that happen every week is our co-host and producer, Evan O'Kelly. Evan, how are you tonight? I'm doing good, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm well. Hey, it's nice to be talking a lot of baseball and softball and track and field. I was going to say cross country, but really track and field as we move into the nicer weather. Yeah, you know, spring's certainly in the air and, uh, we're getting right to the heart of the conference season, both in softball and baseball. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on in track and field and uh, golf as well. Yeah, looking forward to that. We've got some special athletes to talk about tonight. Evan, I'm going to let you get going. We welcome you uh, back uh, at the end of every show, and I appreciate all the work you do to get us prepared. Let me just tell our listeners a little bit about what's going on with Central Washington baseball, because, as I said, uh, they're doing well. They're in third place currently in the GNAC standings with a record of 5-7 and seven in conference play. They host St. Martin's, a big weekend in a four-game GNAC series. And then, uh, so our guest is Desi Story in his 23rd year as head coach at CWU. Central Washington most recently split a home series against Montana State Billings. Central Washington has won six of its last eight games overall and has been picked to finish, finish second in the 2014 GNAC preseason coaches poll. Central Washington finished second last year. Uh, after losing to Western Oregon in the championships. So, without any further ado, let me welcome Coach Desi Story to the show. Coach, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. I appreciate it. Hey, it sounds like your team's playing pretty well. Uh, yeah, I think we're starting to play better. You know, we're starting to get outside a little more consistently. The weather's getting better. And, uh, you know, baseball being such an outside sport, it's, I think that helps. It's a challenge, I know, for all baseball and softball coaches at the early part of the season when you've got to do most of your practicing indoors. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, I wanted to talk to you about some of your players. Uh, I was looking at your stats. Brandon Williams, boy, is he off to a terrific start. Uh, tell me about him. Uh, you know, obviously Brandon's our number one guy on the mound. Um, and he's a big, strong kid, and... Uh, he's got a good fastball and commands his off-speed pitch as well. So, um, you know, he's, he can be, when he's on, he can be pretty dominant. And, and to this point, he's been pretty solid for us. You know, his only loss was in relief and extra innings down at San Francisco State um, after he'd already thrown that weekend. So, um, you know, we look forward to, to good things for him, for him. Is he an overpowering type pitcher? You know, I think he can be. You know, he'll run it up there 90 miles an hour. And, um, you know, with a combination of his good off-speed stuff, you know, I think when, when everything's working for him, I think on those days he he has a, he creates a lot of problems for hitters. <laughs> so I think, you know, th those days he can be overpowering, yeah. 
I would say one of the things that I find impressive looking at his stats, seven walks and 41 strikeouts. Right, right. He he goes after the strike zone. <laughs> he does not want to walk, guys. So, um, you know, if you're a hitter, you better get your hacks in early because otherwise he'll get you. I don't know too many coaches who who uh, dislike that characteristic in a pitcher. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, you know, Coach Walker's got a couple guys that are probably similar statistically, and, um, you know, I know um, Coach Rocky down at NNU, you know, he's got a senior pitcher that's kind of doing the same kind of things in Aaron Vaughn this this spring. So, uh, yeah, I think pretty much all of us would take that kind of guy. <laughs> Let's talk about the reliever in your uh, – it looks like Corey Welch has done a great job uh, stopping folks uh, in the late innings. Yeah, and I don't know if you noticed, Corey's a two-way guy for us. He's our starting shortstop, um, Las Vegas kid. And, um, you know, he's, he's starting to hit the ball, and he's got a nine-game hitting streak going, so he's starting to swing and, and help us offensively. But, uh, you know, the big thing with him is uh, and he's got a power arm. And, um, you know, in our league, you don't see too many guys with that kind of velocity very often. So, uh, you know, we bring him in for the eighth or the ninth, or, you know, or just the ninth. Um, it really gives us an advantage, I think, you know, with, with that kind of velocity. Boy, that's terrific. It's nice to have a guy like that. Let's talk about other players uh, in your starting lineup. But uh, Eric Tennell's consistency for you at second base and hitting in the top of the order. Yeah, Eric's, you know, he had to sit out last year. He had a red shirt um, um, after transferring. And, and so we've got him this year for his senior year. And, um, you know, he's he's hitting the ball well. He's playing great defense for us. And, uh you know, and the nice thing about him is he's versatile. So, uh, you know, right now I got him hitting in, in the two spot, but you know he's capable of hitting in the middle of the order too if we need him to. So, um, you know, and, and obviously he's he's been pretty consistent. So we'll, we look forward to him kind of continuing to do that. Sounds like you've got a good infield, uh, Casey Bielich at third base too. Yeah, Casey's Casey's been uh, he's been actually been kind of our utility guy. He's playing third base. He's playing second base. Um, I actually put him in first base for an inning today. Um, he's doing some DH and um, and and he's swinging it. He's been he's been our most consistent guy since the beginning of the season. You know he's been around 350, 360. I think he's climbed up now to about 380. Um, you know, and there's not a whole lot of peaks and valleys right now in his in his season. He's he's pretty much staying on a, a nice high plateau. So um, that's been good for us. Yeah, every team, it's great. Every lineup, you know, it's nice to have that one guy who seems to, to be consistent. So, you, by the way, nice job picking up a non-conference victory today. Let's go to conference play now. You've got Montana State Billings last week. They appear to be one of the teams you'll be fighting for a top spot this season. Tell us what you think about Montana State Billings. Uh, you know, they're competitive. I think um, the conference overall is, is extremely competitive to this point this year. You know, um, I think early season records, uh, if people just look at the conference, they kind of say, well, you know, so-and-so's down or so-and-so's down because not necessarily having a winning record. But, you know, getting back to the weather, you know, a lot of us haven't been outside. And uh, Coach Bishop's doing a good job over there. Those guys are competitive. And uh, they got a couple guys that pitch it really well, and um, they swing the bat, and they do, you know, fundamentally they're pretty sound. So um, they're a good competitive team. Um you know, I think they're going to be in the race. I, I, right now, all of us are. So, you know, hopefully we can start doing some things and pull away. But, you know, they're going to, they're one of the teams that uh, they're going to be tough to beat down the road. Northwest Nazarene's another team you're right in the battle with. Talk about uh, what you see in their program. 
Well, coach, you know, obviously Coach Musgrave, uh, his first year. Um, you know, they've got a few key seniors back. I think that are that are going to help him a lot. Aaron Vaughn being one of them on the mound, and um, you know, they're they're scrappy. You know, they they just don't quit, which um, I think is kind of of a credit to him. Uh, you know, a couple of games we we jumped out and got some leads on them, and they just kept coming and kept coming. So um, I, I anticipate they're going to be in the thick of things as we go. And, and like I said, it's going to be. It's going to, I would think, come down to the last week or two of the season before we really know who the, the top three teams are going to finish. I, would, I think this is going to be a dogfight this year. And you've got a dogfight in your hands this weekend with St. Martin's coming up uh, in a big four-game series. Right. You know, um, Coach Garland's Saints, he's got some, some seniors that are swinging it really well. Um, you know, Chandler Tracy is probably the most dangerous hitter in the league. Um, you know, now that Kyle Sandy's graduated from ours, from our squad, um, you know, and he can hit it out of any part of any park. And Velasquez um, you know, been hitting really well. Uh, I know they got uh, a couple of kids, Shaw's hitting. You know, you know, they're they're offensively they're they're kind of scary right now. So um, you know, if their pitching settles in and, and they can keep them in games with, with those bats in the lineup, they're going to be tough to contend with. And um, obviously, having them here at home this weekend, I hope helps us get off to a good start against them as opposed to letting them get off to a good start. You've got to take your hat off to Western Oregon, don't you? They've been such a power in this conference and such a consistently winning program. Great program they've got. Oh, yeah. You know, I've known those guys for a long time. <laughs> um, coach against, you know, Kellen's the third coach down there since I've been here. and um, You know, I think just all around – Quality athletic department, you know, and, and obviously their 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 baseball team is is uh, you know, I would say their marquee sport, and and you know Kellen took over last year, and and they haven't really missed a beat, and and he's doing a great job, and and uh, you know those guys came out of the shoots and they're playing well, and um, you know obviously we had to open down there because of weather issues, and um, you know they got three or four from us down there, and and I'm sure that probably helped. Um, jump start, jump start what they were trying to get doing, um, and and they've continued to play well. So, um, you know, obviously they're the front runner, and um, we got to get some things done to to get tuned up and maybe put a streak on somewhere along there, and, and uh, hopefully we can catch up with them here in the next few weeks, and and uh, then they hope you know they've got to come here. So <laughs> we're gonna have to get some things done when they come here too. But uh, yeah, well, doing a great job. You're at home this weekend, so a good time to get things going. You've already got them going pretty well, so just keep it going this weekend against St. Martin's. We wish the best of luck to your coach uh, uh, all season long. Well, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, appreciate you coming on. Desi Story, Central Washington baseball head coach, and he's been there a long time, and he's done a great job over the years, and a big weekend this weekend at home against St. Martin's. Now let's take a look and see what's happening around the GNAC. In men's basketball, Seattle Pacific senior David Downs was named to three All-American teams. And Central Washington senior Mark McLaughlin was a third-team Dactronics All-American selection as well. In women's basketball, Bobby Knudsen of Montana State Billings, Katie Benson of Seattle Pacific, and Aaron Chambers of Simon Fraser were each named All-Americans. Knudsen set GNAC career records in points, assists, shots taken and made, and minutes played during her four years at Montana State Billings. 
In Bellingham, Steve Card was named Western Washington University Director of Athletics on a permanent basis after holding the role as an interim over the past year. Card previously served as the head men's golf coach at Western Washington for more than two decades. In Monmouth, the Western Oregon softball team was named GNAC Team of the Week after winning three of four games against conference opponents St. Martin's and Central Washington. Western Oregon has now won 11 of its last 12 games and is in first place in the GNAC standings with a conference record of 9-1. and one. The Western Oregon baseball team held its grip on first place in the conference standings, winning three of four games against Montana State Billings last week to improve to 12-4 and four in GNAC play. In Seattle, Seattle Pacific's track and field team is honoring Red Lion Runner of the Week, Michaela Fricker, who placed second in the women's 800 and led her 4x400 team to victory in the University of Oregon preview meet last weekend. And a complete listing of the Red Lion Players of the Week for the period ending March 24th can be found at GNACsports.com. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider via podcast over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. We'll be right back with more GNAC Insider. Get the degree you need for the life you want at Central Washington University. Small classes and nationally recognized faculty passionate about teaching give students a chance to do what they're learning. Central's approach takes students beyond the limits of textbooks in the classroom. Visit CWU in sunny Central Washington and online at CWU.edu. Learn. Do. Live. At Central Washington University. The track and field season in the GNAC has made that transition now from indoor to outdoor, and Seattle Pacific had a terrific weekend. We're going to be speaking in a moment here with Carl Laram, Seattle Pacific track and field cross-country head coach. Seattle Pacific senior Michaela Fricker was named Red Lion Runner of the Week, as you may have just heard a moment ago, after leading her team to a first-place finish in the 4x400 at the University of Oregon preview meet last weekend. Fricker also finished in second place in the women's 800 meters in the race. Fricker finished in second place in the women's 800 meters at the NCAA Indoor Championships in North Carolina two weeks ago in the National Championships. Carl, in his eighth year as head track and field coach at Seattle Pacific. And coach, thanks so much for being with us. It sounds like you had a great weekend last weekend. Yeah, thank you. We did. Uh, had an exciting uh true opener to our, our outdoor season and and like you mentioned uh, Michaela Fricker was was probably our highlight and she came out and, and had a big personal best uh race for herself and and also uh you know gave herself an automatic uh bid to the outdoor national meet in May. That's outstanding. What an accomplishment though for her to to compete so well against such tough competition and and your whole 4 by 14 yeah, absolutely. They they uh they the whole four by four they did a great job and, and Mikhail when we go down to the University of Oregon we know we're gonna get uh great competition, uh probably the best uh one of the very best venues in track and field in the country. And uh you know, our kids are always uh very excited to go down and, and take part in it and, and we had a great uh uh sunny day to, to race and jump and, and uh, I really felt like our kids took advantage of their opportunities. I would think for a coach and for a team 
going down to the Bill Bowerman, the home of Bill Bowerman, and the, and, and the record that they've had there in Eugene, that must be an exciting thing. I mean, just hard to top Saturday, I would think, as an experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're, you think you're, you're right there, and especially a lot of our kids are are Oregon kids as well, and they grow up uh, watching watching track meets and and running their state meets at the, at Hayward Field down there, and uh, and actually, um, so Michaela came, like you mentioned, came off of her national meet last, uh, I guess, two weeks ago, and uh, that's pretty uh, in, intense uh, racing and and uh, emotional experience and and so she wasn't quite sure that she was ready to race again but i think when when it came came out that she was a senior and an oregon kid racing her last time hayward she she really wanted to go out and uh take that opportunity one more time so uh we were sure glad she did it and and uh yeah along with the other oregon kids i think they really have a, a special connection to that track that's very cool tell me about some of your other upperclassmen women like uh Tasia baldwin and jasmine johnson yeah, we do have some uh, exciting other women as well. We have, uh, like you said, Tasia Baldwin is running really well, had a great indoor season, um, very fine long jumper and, and, a, and a 200, 400-meter sprinter. And, and uh, Jasmine Johnson has is, is kind of been battling a little bit of hamstring uh, issues in the last couple of weeks, but she's going to come and open up down at Stanford uh, next week or uh, in a week and a half, I guess. So it would be next Friday. So, uh, so. So uh, yeah, I think we have we have a, a group of, of other kids who are going to fill in that four by four. Hopefully, we get that four by four team to the, to the outdoor national meet. They missed the indoor meet by uh, six hundredths of a second, so I oh. think they're hungry to go and and run a <laughs> run a fast time here. And Keisha Mitchell is coming back for her senior year as well, and she's a, a very talented uh, sprinter uh, who's who's had a lot of uh, success in the GNAC. At, uh, and she's still looking to to have a put a put an emphasis to her senior year. Uh, Linnell Decker was is another. She's not she's not very old. She's a sophomore now, but but she is uh, uh, she's actually gone to every national meet that she could have attended as a her freshman wow. and sophomore year now. So she's uh, going into her uh, sophomore outdoor track season as well, uh, eager to to post a good 1500 meter time here in the next couple weeks and. And uh, hopefully she can, you know, get up on that podium when it comes to the to the uh, the national meet as well. Wow, it sounds like your women's side's very strong. Tell us about the men's side. I know R.J. Straker had a few PRs last week as well, as I understand. Yeah, uh, we do have we do have men. We don't have as many men in our squad as women, but we have some some young men we're proud of. R.J. Straker, uh, as you mentioned, had a had a fine outing and. In the uh, 200 and 400, and David Ferguson is doing a great job as well. Uh, going into the distances, uh, Adam Avicius uh, is is really uh, turned a corner and doing a doing a fine job. And Turner Wiley uh, just gets better and better. And he's going to come out and uh, run the 10K down at Stanford in a couple weeks as well. So we're looking forward to watching those guys continue to improve and, and uh, yeah, hopefully uh, uh, give themselves a shot to uh, compete in the postseason as well. Coach Nether Falcon, I'd like to have you tell us about Ryan Alcantara. Ryan is a is a uh, young man who came out of high school, was fairly uh, untouted. He he, uh, I don't think he he ever uh, uh, he would tell you himself that he was um, maybe not sure he was going to be a college athlete. And uh, last year, he just really had one of these uh, magical seasons where he came out of high school. He probably had a he probably had a uh, PR in his 
his his uh, main event, which is the 800 in in our distance medley indoors, and then he came out and just got better and better, and and uh, probably dropped about seven seconds in the 800, wow. which is is a lot, <laughs> a lot in the 800. So he had a great uh, season last year. He, he came into cross country and has battled injury. Uh, he's he is. Uh, uh, I think he's on the men now, so he's going to racing a little bit longer distances for the for the time being. But then he's uh, going to be trimming down into his his uh, main events as the season goes on. That's very exciting to see an athlete develop that much. Kind of a kind of a raw talent, I guess. Did you see that as a possibility? Uh, well, you know, you, you never know in track. I think you you have have. Uh, you, you see what kids do in high school, and 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 that's often a pretty good uh, indicator of what they're going to do in college as far as uh, success. But but now and again, you, you run into kids who who come in and they just really have the the will and 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 ability to train and and get better and stay healthy, and and a lot of a lot of neat things can happen. Maybe get some good coaching along the way too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean we we try to. Try to try to keep them healthy and stay out of their way the best we can. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got kind of a fun event, it sounds like, this weekend. Not really uh, a college athletic event, as I understand it, but a club championship, Club Northwest Spring Break Open. Tell our listeners about that. Yeah, so we get a chance to race at, uh, at West Seattle Stadium, which is a, a beautiful historic uh, stadium out there in West Seattle. And, and we've done it every year, and, and uh, often we've had – a great break in the weather and, and been able to to actually get some pretty good marks and and it is a it is a called a club they they, they bill it as a club championship but a lot of college uh, athletes attend as well and it's kind of a low key environment uh, but but a great track nonetheless and, and it usually have a you know, nice winds out there and and uh, I think uh, it's a it's a great pause in our in our season before we really ramp it up and 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 get going into the home stretch of outdoor. Sounds like it'd be a fun event for people to come and see if you have nice weather. Yeah, I think if anybody's in the area, it's a it's a really a fun event. It's uh like I said, it's a it's a very historic, uh, beautiful stadium and track and it overlooks it looks back onto the Seattle skyline and 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 we have some uh, some kids uh, really putting it out there. So, how do you how do you see GNAC conference competition heating up now. We're about a month away from the conference meet in Monmouth. What do you look for in terms of the conference competition? Well, at this point, our our athletes are are trying to line up uh, qualifying marks for for the conference championship in May and uh, uh, setting up their training in such a way that they can they can be peaking and and running their their best. Uh, races and and uh, their their fastest time or furthest distances, uh, you know, in that in that the second week of May. So uh, it's a combination of of trying to really train hard right now and not not get too hung up on on every single mark that they do, and as well as as uh, uh, getting you know competing hard and and uh, uh, practicing that that real that art of competition as well. So. Uh, it's, it's track is a pretty individual sport in many ways, and uh, we but then we look forward to that team competition uh, in in the second week of May. Maybe you could pick out some highlights, teams and individuals from around the conference that you expect to give your squad some pretty tough competition. 
Well, the GNAC is really improved, and uh, every year that I've been uh, around it, uh, and with really with the rise of uh, Alaska getting uh, significantly better, and and the arrival of Simon Fraser, and and and, and as well as as the the, the teams that have have been long uh, before Western Oregon, Western Washington, uh, Central. So so the, the GNAC, the parity in, in the conference has really uh, has really risen, and and uh, every every GNAC competition is, has, uh, has has gotten you know it's gotten a lot better, and which is is good for everybody. It's exciting to be a part of a conference that that has uh, good athletes across the board. Very good. Well, Coach, I wish you continued success this season as you move uh, toward the climax of the outdoor season, and I thank you so much for being our guest tonight. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate having you. Carl Larum, Seattle Pacific Falcons track and field head coach, cross-country head coach as well, and a pleasure to hear people who know their sports so well and have such great passion for it, which you can, you can just feel that. Speaking of passion, we've got a pitcher who's got a passion for softball, and she's going to be our guest when we come right back on GNAC Insider. But right now, let's take a look at this week in the GNAC. In baseball, Northwest Nazarene is set to host Montana State Billings this weekend, while Central Washington welcomes St. Martin's to Ellensburg as GNAC play heats up. In softball, all seven GNAC teams are set for action this weekend as conference play runs Friday through Sunday. In track and field, eight teams are set for action this weekend with three GNAC teams at both the Willamette Invitational and the Club Northwest Spring Break Open on Saturday. And be sure to follow GNAC Sports on Twitter and Facebook for all of the latest news, scores, standings, highlights, and more. Seattle Pacific University is a premier Christian university where each year 4,000 students catch a vision for making a difference in the world. All across the globe, SPU graduates are making an impact in medicine, technology, athletics, business, education, music, theater, and more. SPU is dedicated to outstanding scholarship and thoughtful faith. It's a powerful combination that brings about change in the lives of graduates and in the people and communities they serve. Seattle Pacific University, engaging the culture, changing the world. With 10 institutions in five states and one Canadian province, the Great Northwest Athletic Conference has established itself as one of the premier athletic associations in NCAA Division II. In its proud history, 71 GNAC teams have recorded top 10 national finishes, with national titles coming in men's basketball, women's soccer, and men's soccer. Covering one of the largest footprints in the NCAA, GNAC members include University of Alaska Anchorage, University of Alaska Fairbanks, Central Washington University, Montana State University Billings, Northwest Nazarene University, St. Martin's University, Seattle Pacific University, Simon Fraser University, Western Oregon University, and Western Washington University. On GNAC Insider tonight, earlier we mentioned, uh, we kind of took our, our caps off, if you will, to Western Oregon's baseball team. Well, I'll tell you what, their softball team is red hot as well. And our next guest is going to talk to us about that. Kelly Dimenu, a pitcher from Oregon uh, Western Oregon softball. She recently was named Red Lion Pitcher of the Week after helping the Wolves win three of four games last weekend. She pitched a shutout on Saturday, allowing no runs or walks in Western Oregon's 
4-0 win over Central Washington. Kelly also pitched an inning of scoreless relief in Game 1 against St. Martins before pitching a complete game in Western Oregon's 6-2 win over St. Martins in Game 2 on Friday. Western Oregon was named GNAC Team of the Week after beating St. Martins twice in splitting a two-game series with Central Washington. And the Wolves now have a record of 11 wins in their last 12 games in first place in the GNAC with a conference record of 9-1. and And Western Oregon travels to Nampa, Idaho to face Northwest Nazarene in a four-game conference series this weekend. Kelly, a junior right-handed pitcher, and we're delighted to have her on the show. Kelly, thanks so much. I know you've got to worry about uh, practice and academics as well, but I, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to visit with us tonight. Of course. Congratulations, not just on the being named Team of the Week, but personally being named Red Lion Pitcher of the Week. That must feel pretty good. Yes, it does feel pretty good. Um, all of us on the softball team have put in a lot of hard work, and I know I'm just one of nine people, one of 22, actually. But it's pretty nice um, getting recognized as part of the team and being able to represent the uh, Wolves softball team. And I was pretty pretty happy to get that award. But, you know, whatever to do to get a win, that's most important for sure. I like your perspective. You put the team first and winning first ahead of personal recognition. But you guys had back-to-back shutouts, did you not? We did. Um, it was extremely nice. Uh, Erica did a fantastic job. She's done a very good job pitching. We have a fantastic defense. We can't have that shutout without an amazing defense behind us. And it feels really great knowing that. And it's also really nice, especially when our hitters definitely come alive and put runs on the board. It helps us pitchers relax a little bit and know that our defense and our offense definitely has our backs. You know, it's funny. We had uh, your head coach, Lonnie Sargent, on the show last week, and we talked about that, the fact that when your defense is playing well, it gives pitchers confidence, and when your lineup can score a couple of runs and give you a lead, that enhances the confidence, does it not? It definitely does, Kevin. It is huge, especially being on that mound. Like, I know Amanda in the St. Martin's game that I pitched that second game, she made an outstanding diving catch and that got our entire team just completely ecstatic about that and on the mound I just take that kind of energy and I throw it into my pitching which also helps me get energy and to be a little bit sharper and it definitely fires up our hitters and everybody and knowing that somebody in our defense and everybody is capable of doing it of putting all their effort all their stuff like on the line for each other it, it's an amazing feeling and puts a lot of confidence in me, and I have a lot of confidence of people behind me, and I know that they'll make that play. Well, you know, that's interesting about confidence in a team aspect, because I would think that Amanda Evola, who made that great catch, part of her going for the ball and attempting to make such a great catch is a reflection of the confidence that she has in your pitching and in your offense. Definitely. I think we've all talked about it. We all know that we can make those great plays. I mean, we turn double play crazy. Um, There's plays that I'm even shocked, like our teammates (laughs) make behind me or behind Erica or whoever's pitching. It's just fantastic. And, like, everybody, we see it in practice. Everybody's working hard in practice, and it just carries over in games. So when it comes to the game time, there's not a ball that's hit that I don't know. Like, I know for a fact that my teammates have me. Even if it's like it's a hard hit, I know like Amanda or any of my outfielders or any of my infield is going to lay out and they're going to completely put themselves on that line. And 
it's a huge confidence booster. I know as pitching, it helps me relax a little bit, knowing that my teammates are there and they're going to work a hundred times, like give me themselves one hundred and ten percent per play, per pitch, and it's amazing. And it definitely, I know it helps Erica out on the mound. It helps me on the mound. It helps Joe on the mound. Whoever might be pitching, it is a huge reliever, especially. Oh, that is so cool. I get energized just hearing you talk about it. Let's talk about uh, some other members of your team. Uh, Raina Reese, a huge, a huge for your team last night. She had three home runs. Talk about her performance. She is definitely a clutch hitter. She has done amazing, especially as a freshman coming in. There's a lot of pressure put on her. And she sits on that cleanup area. She does fantastic. She does her job. She gets those runs around. That's like when I know our top of the lineup, once they get on base, I see Raina go up to the bat. I'm just like, oh, she's got this. We got runs coming in. And even if she's not hitting home runs, she's hitting line drive. She's getting base hits. She's putting the ball in play, and that is huge. And it definitely, it gets again, it gets our team fired up seeing that. And we have so much confidence in her, and I love the fact watching her have confidence at the plate, knowing that she can do it as well. And it is big. And those runs are really, really nice, especially early in the game. And even in the late in the game, like, she's always coming through for us. She's always consistent, and it's really, really nice to see. And I'm really, really happy with how she's doing, and I'm really happy that she's happy with how she's doing. So, really proud you of her. Mentioned, you mentioned a great defensive play earlier made by Amanda Evola, but she's hitting the, hitting the ball well, too, isn't she? Yes, she is. Um, the full top of our lineup, along with Mel, Melanie Pfeiffer and Kelsey Gardner and then Amanda Evola, I have so much confidence that, if any of those girls get on, we're scoring. Not only are they an amazing at-bat, they get on base, they're quick, and we're always scoring. Like, when we're looking at some stats, whenever if Mel and Kelsey get on base, Amanda's hitting the ball, getting them in play, we got RBIs coming in. And it's fantastic to see. And as a, as a pitcher, it's really nice to know we got runs coming across the board. So it's really, really awesome. Amanda's hitting great. Mel's hitting great. Um, Kelsey's hitting fantastic. Really, our whole lineup's doing really, really well, and that's how we've been able to win so many games in the last 12, 12 games, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 11 out of 12. So, you know, one of the things I think about is that gets overlooked a little bit, maybe, is base running. I mean, when you talk about having confidence that your team's going to score, part of that is base running, and it's fundamental. You don't have much time to make a decision when you're on the base pads. You've got to make right decisions. But part of that, I think, reflects the coaching staff. You've really got a great coaching staff, don't you? We really do. I could not have been happier with our coaching staff all the way through. Um, they definitely work us in practice, but... They're smart. They make us think about it so that way they're not having to yell at us, go. We already know it from practice, and they're coaching us and teaching us and how to read the ball and how to judge, can we make it, can we not, um, in practice. So when it comes to game time, it's almost second nature, and we don't have to think about it. And a lot of it, yeah, we have a lot of natural speed, but we've also had girls who don't have natural speed be able to steal bases just because they were able to read a ball that they worked on in practice, coaches worked on with us, and it's really nice. Like, ha- like, I have complete faith in our coaching staff, and they've been doing a fantastic job. I could not be happier. That is so cool. So let's look forward. You've got a tough road trip. You've got to go to Nampa to face Northwest Nazarene. What do you think it's going to take to keep your momentum going? I think uh, keeping our intensity up would be huge, and then doing everything that we've been doing up till now. Um, just making good contact, going up to the plate with a good plan, staying tight on our defense, 
um, us pitching, making sure that we keep the ball down. And as long as we keep the ball in the park, we'll be in every single game that we play. So I think if we just continue what we've been doing in these last 12 or so games, I think we'll do well. I love your attitude. I'll tell you, if that and, and it's funny, I kind of picked that up a little bit from uh, Coach Sargent last week. I think you, you've got a team, a squad that has a lot of positive energy. That's worth a lot. So I wish you the very best of luck this weekend and the remainder of the season. It's been a real delight to have you on the show. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it so much, Kelly. Kelly Dimenu, uh pitcher for the Sea Wolf for the Wolves, rather not the Sea Wolves, but the Wolves of uh, Western Oregon. And I'll tell you what. They are on fire, and you can just feel that energy, what enthusiasm she has for her team and her coaching staff. And it's, um, it's no doubt that uh, Western Oregon is going to be tough competition for everybody around the conference in softball this year. Evan O'Kelly is rejoining us here, our producer and our co-host. Evan, thanks so much. Really appreciate the great job you do every week. It seems like you've always got terrific uh, guests lined up for us to interview, and uh, tonight was no exception. Yeah, you know, we got some really unique perspectives there uh, from a couple coaches who have been around the conference a long time and then uh, a player on a red-hot team right now. You know, like we, like we said, they've won 11-12 Western Oregon. They're in great shape in first place in the GNAC right now at 9-1, and one, and uh, they really have some momentum going. One of the things that just comes through from the coaches and the players is passion. I'll tell you what, this is a passionate group of folks around the GNAC. Yeah, you can really tell it. It really percolates. It starts with the the coaches, and it's kind of you. You have to imagine it's a mindset that kind of gets instilled to the athletes from the start. It's something the coaches love doing. They've they've been around for a long time, and um, when that can translate to the players, and you see the type of success um, a team like Western Oregon softball can uh, be having right now, it really speaks volumes to the character of the players and coaches in the league. And a great example of it, we were talking uh, about Seattle Pacific, Ryan Alcantara, a kid who comes in, maybe didn't have a great uh, high school track and field career, but because of that passion and that enthusiasm and the, and the good coaching, the knowledge of the sports, would, to see an athlete have an opportunity to blossom like that, I think has to be exciting for everybody. Yeah, and you know, with a, with a coach like Carl, who's uh, had some experience, he's um, learned how to deal with different situations. He can really give a, give a guy like Ryan uh, uh, a sense of belief that even if he wasn't the best runner in high school, that he could be effective in college. And like he said, he's been injured, but that belief that he can still come back and have a strong career uh, is uh, certainly present. And how about that week that Michaela Fricker had? You know, she's been such a special athlete up there at SPU all four years. You know, they just have been so lucky to have her. And uh, every everyone I've talked to her about her just can't say enough about how highly she's uh, acted both on and off the, off the track. So um, really fitting for her to um, be accomplishing what she's doing right now. And we're re- certainly excited to see what she's going to do uh, this spring in the outdoor season. GNACsports.com is a great place to go to follow all spring sports. You can also get little news items, things happening around the conference. And, of course, another great way, as we always like to remind folks, is through Facebook and Twitter by following the GNAC there. Right, Evan? 
Yeah, that's right. We um, update all of our scores and standings and highlights and uh, tweet things out and post on Facebook, as well as keep our website up to date with the newest and freshest content um, possible. And we just uh, make sure we're staying up to date on all the things going on and getting scores and highlights uh, to the conference through as many different uh, avenues as we can. And a tip of the cap, too, to the sports information directors around the conference. All the, all the teams' websites, all the sports, they do a terrific job. And there's a tremendous, you know, Evan, I, I don't know, but you know how much work goes into uh, keeping everything updated. And around the conference, they all do such a great job. Well, yeah, they're certainly invaluable, and we love them and couldn't do it without them. Okay, Evan, hey, we're out of time. Thank you so much for another great job this week. I look forward to next week's show as we talk more baseball, softball, track and field, and golf spring sports on the GNAC. Thanks, Evan. Talk to you later. Okay, thanks you so much for joining us on GNAC Insider. We always appreciate you taking the time to be with us, whether it's live or by podcast, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash Insider, or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio. 